Thanks for tuning in to the Movement Podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how around fitness and nutrition. Learning is a joint experience, and through our series of interviews, we've discovered that we can all learn more and achieve even greater things. Nice to see you all today. <laughs> Just for the introduction, you can look at the camera and then never break the fourth wall again. I don't think I'm going to even look at the, the camera for the introduction. Yeah. It is a little weird for us to be having a conversation and just checking in with a camera every once in a while. I think so. Unless we had a live audience. Let's get a live studio audience in here. That would be good. I mean, yeah. I don't know if... Uh, no, that might be really bad. I wish the folks at home could see the background here. I mean, they're getting a pretty nice taste of it. I love it. Let's just start. Okay, I'm ready. We should get a song, or like a little intro ditty. Okay, did you ever watch Little House on the Prairie? No. Sorry. Maybe some of our older clientele will appreciate this. There's this, see, I looked at the camera. I already screwed up. That's okay, you're allowed to do it. Uh, It was like, that could be... Like, like the news anchor stuff. That's the intro. Next just week? Go. Yeah, yeah. You Next week, do, do you know what we're going to do? <laughs> yeah. We're just going to put like a little paper sign. <laughs> yeah. Eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that says movement strength. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Every week. Yeah. Imagine where we can go from here. It's, it's only going to go up. Unbelievable. And I mean, I mean we might as well just go because we're on a roll. Uh, so this is the very first podcast that I think we're going to put up on the YouTube world and maybe Whoa. on like IGTV. Uh, so I figure we start at like the bottom, which is like, there's nothing done to the studio yet. Yeah. And the studio is really just movement strengths basement. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's stunning down here. The exposed brick behind you. It's beautiful. Ooh. Beautiful. We don't need to talk about what's on the exposed brick because, uh, <laughs> blood, sweat and tears folks. Pretty well. Pretty yeah. well. Actually though. Yeah. Um, so this hole here. Yeah. I think it might be in the camera. Maybe not. Um, Oh, I'm afraid our landlord will watch this, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. So this hole here, I always wanted to know what was behind this wall. Yeah. So I literally just booted a hole through it. <laughs> and then the scary part was, so I was like freaked out to put the camera back there and look. Because I'm like, what if like an alien or something, a gremlin comes? Yeah, a rat. A rat. That too. I didn't even think of that, but that's more logical. Yeah. So I remember putting the, the camera, just like the light. And then all you see though, because I just butted a hole through this, is like the dust settling. So it was like the dust settling. And then I'm like, there's going to be a monster. Like it's yeah. going to settle. And then there's a monster in my face. Um, funny enough, the next day, landlord called us and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, um, if you wanted more space in the basement, we actually went ahead and opened the door for you so you can take a look at what it looks like. I'm no like, way. Really? The next day, if they would have been 24 hours <laughs> earlier, there wouldn't have been this wonderful hole that now we have to patch up for our actual studio. Well, um, I honestly don't think it's, it's that bad because... No, it's bad. I think this wall needed work anyway. <laughs> you think so? I don't think you could have gotten away with just going with this anyway. No? No? No. I mean, I want to ask people to comment below, but we all know we might get like one comment. But regardless, yeah. we'll ask them um, of what we should actually do in this studio. I have some ideas, yeah. but I don't know what to do yet. Eric Jansen's studio. Oh, yeah. He's hardcore. Yeah. Oh, I should reach out to him. Yeah. And chances are Justine might be listening to this. And Justine was the one who painted the walls. Okay. So, Justine, do you think you can paint? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you can paint this wall? (laughs) There's a few patches that we got to do, but it should be pretty easy. 
It'd be sick if you actually just painted this black like your hoodie and just got movement strength. Oh, see, I have an idea, though. I have, like... Okay, don't ask for my input. <laughs> I, it's more of me. It was, like, a rhetorical question, me trying oh. to be, you know, nice. Okay. Um, fair enough. But there's, like, these backdrops that you can buy um, that are, like, faux wood or faux brick. Oh, yeah. I think I might just do some of that. It doesn't need nice. to be super amazing. No. Just every week it will look a little bit better. Yeah. What we could even do is next week, rather than like finishing the whole thing, yeah. it's literally just one panel that's up. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take a full 700 episodes to get the whole podcast done. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was not. Uh, anyways, maybe we should probably actually start talking about what we're talking about. Let's talk about things. So um, I thought it would be a, a fun idea to talk to someone about their entire journey at movement strength not just like interviewing them about the past but more so about the present and the future touching base with them so the reason i thought it would be fun to talk with you is this is your what i like to call your third season at movement strength first season was at 206 piccadilly yeah second season was here last year during good COVID times and then now we're in the third season and every season, I don't want to put words in your mouth, I'll yeah. let you explain what's going on, but every season there's always sort of been like a, a different goal that you've had, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, body composition, uh, weight loss, or just living your best life. Yeah. So I think it would be cool for this particular season to check in with you. Maybe it's every week, maybe it's bi-weekly. What did you say yesterday when we were meeting? I'm like, I don't want to say that we're going to do oh. this every single week. You were like... I said, if we do it, we'll do it. And if we don't, we'll... It was something like that. We'll do it when we do it. It was good. It was good. (laughs) But quickly, just so people know a little bit about your your background, take us through seasons one and seasons two of Jess's life at Movement Strength. Okay. Season one. um, Do we have a title for this? I feel like you came up with one on the phone yesterday. I don't know. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Okay. Let's call season one... (laughs) um, Oh, I don't know. Wow, now I'm on the spot. Jeez. See, and then do you know what sucks now? It's because this is on video. It's not like I could just we crop can't, that we can't sound. Cut no. it. Okay. So season one was the challenge. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Season two is the recovery. Yeah. Season three is sustainability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it. So season one came in, got a targeted Facebook ad yep. from this guy. <laughs> Pew, pew. Pew, pew. It works, <laughs> folks. Um, and decided I was going to join the gym, do an 18-week challenge. Took on a really aggressive goal. Dialed in. Worked with Jade, phenomenal coach who was here at Movement Strength. Lover. Lover. Uh, hit that goal. Was super happy. It really changed my life in a lot of ways. But... Um, I had to come back from that. So what I learned through that process is that truly to make health and fitness a part of your life, you can do it one of two ways, but it's going to take you years no matter what. Mm -hmm. So you can either do the quick and dirty way, which is what I did, do the 18 weeks, make the massive change, but then you're left with the aftermath of that of okay. I can't do what I was doing for very long. And now I'm a little bit obsessive about yeah. food and exercise and 
losing my progress and all of that stuff. And so then you end up having to go through the recovery stage, which last year I thought was my sustainability stage, but really (laughs) it was working through all that stuff, figuring it out. And now I feel like I'm actually in the sustainable lifestyle. This is a part of my life. I trust myself to know what to do, listen to my body, all that stuff. Um, Because otherwise, you can either take years and just start off that way Mm -hmm. and do a slow burn into it. And I'm not saying one is better than the other, but I think that the first option that I did is over-glorified and people don't realize that ultimately it will take you years to get to a place where you're good with it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you and I kind of talked about it last week where it's like, unfortunately, we live in this world where people almost need to be brought into a space by hearing things that they want rather than hearing things that they need. So what I mean by that is like, that targeted ad that was on Facebook was probably like six week challenge, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, that's right. Challenge hardcore. Let's do it. (laughs) Six weeks. He's going to make me everything I could ever want to be and more. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, a lot of the times we're trying to bring people in by telling them what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And then when they're here, we actually tell them what they need to hear. Yeah. And even sometimes it takes longer than just, um, you know, just that initial meeting, they might actually start at movement strength in their first week, their first month, their first few months going towards this goal like you had. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they actually need to go through the shit to be able to appreciate, wow, this isn't a sustainable model. Like Mm -hmm. Jess wasn't meant to be 16% body fat all year round. Like I I like fries or beer too much to give up. Or I like being warm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, there's just so many aspects of it that, you know, it's great to reach goals. It's great to push yourself to see what you are capable of doing. And I really believe that in different seasons of your life, you should go after Mm -hmm. different areas. You know, there have been times in my professional life where I've grinded 100-hour weeks kind of thing and, you know, gotten close to burnout but reached the goal and then realized, okay, I need more balance in my life. I need more balance in my career. If it's temporary, I can work through it, but that's not my long-term life play. Yeah. I don't want to see my 20s fly by and have nothing really to show for it, Yeah. but a bunch of hours in an office. And so that was the same with the gym. It was like, okay, I'm coming into this fitness space. I'm going to dedicate this 18 weeks to reaching this big goal, learn a lot about myself through the process, see what my limits are, push them a little bit, and then I'm going to figure out how to move back to an area where it's more sustainable. Mm -hmm. But last year in season two, I (laughs) thought I was in that space, but I was really struggling. Yeah. Really struggling. And Were you you struggling, sorry, were you struggling in the moment or looking back on it you're like wow I was struggling both okay yeah I think that I knew yeah but I didn't want to admit it that I when you go into macro tracking and stuff like that very powerful tool great to understand nutrition how to optimize your body and all of that stuff but then you know things Mm. that you can't unknow Mm -hmm. and when you go into a grocery store you're looking at labels and you're 
there's not a lot of freedom and it's a lot of overthinking Mm -hmm. and that I think became a bit obsessive for me and luckily I had a lot of people in my life that were open about disordered eating and all of that kind of stuff and I'm not an expert in that space so I don't know where the line draws where you go from you know quote-unquote dieting to disordered eating yeah maybe they're synonymous those are debates that people have but for me it was definitely a place where I didn't want to be so chained to all those mental pathways that I built in pursuit of a big goal have you ever heard of intuitive eating yeah so that's a especially with dietitians I know that's one of the big things that dietitians will work on with a lot of their clients and you know, the hospital or more of a clinical setting. Um, but yeah, this whole idea of intuitive eating, which is like you're not necessarily sticking to one way of eating. It's more so you're, you know, in tune with what your body needs. Um, if you feel like you need to go and have a beer, you can go and have a beer. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal for a lot of people. But I mean, I, I don't know what the right answer is, but I, I do feel like sometimes it's okay to discover these different ways, especially if it does bring you to the ultimate goal, which is where I think your headspace is kind of yeah. at now. And that's the thing. So I'm really happy that in these three seasons, I got to where I wanted to be naturally because what happened and why I've realized now that this is the actual sustainability phase is that, okay, season one, dropped down to 14% body fat. It was 14. I'm trying to think what it was. Yeah. Which body fat percentages for everyone at home. <laughs> they you look broke different. the fourth wall. I broke, I broke the fourth wall. <laughs> hey, everybody. I just, I need people to know this, that yeah. they look different on different people. Yeah. So for me, Danica straight up the other day said, Jess, I know that, you know, you felt good and you were obviously quite shredded and all this stuff, but you looked like a bobblehead. Yeah. And I did. Like, like a bobblehead? I looked like a bobblehead. so mean. It's so mean, but I don't it's think so you looked true. like a bobblehead. No, I did. We can show pictures. Um, I would tell you. If you I'm pretty <laughs> blunt and honest. Trust me. I looked like a bobblehead. Um, and I was cold all the time. And I wasn't enjoying my life. I, I enjoyed reaching that goal. And again, pushing those limits for a purpose. But then afterwards, pandemic hit. And, you know fell into some binge eating and all that kind of stuff because of that Mm -hmm. sense of wanting to lose control like let that yeah all those desires that you have for so long that you cut off the I'm not going to go for a beer tonight I'm not going to have chocolate I'm not going to whatever then it comes to a head and it's this rush Mm -hmm. of oh my gosh I'm finally letting myself enjoy things and then the guilt cycle yeah and so that was last year for me was a lot of okay, it's okay to do these things. It's okay to do these things, but not actually forgiving myself. Yeah. And the unfortunate part was the like body fat percentage that I came in here at, I came back at mm-hmm. last fall. So to me, it felt like I'd lost all my progress and all of that stuff, but my composition was totally different. Yeah. I was working out. My mental health was so much better because of having exercise be a big part of my life. And so that was mean of me (laughs) to say to me that I'd lost all my progress. And it was funny because my goal last year was where I'm at now. And the reason I feel that this is my sustainability phase is that 
over the last year of my life, I worked through those uncomfortable feelings. I worked through that. I figured out how to intuitively eat. And now I trust myself again because that was the root of my issues last year Mm -hmm. was that I didn't trust myself to be able to live a healthy lifestyle without having the numbers. So what, what is your goal for season three then? I know it's sustainability, Mm -hmm. but like, is there, is it just learning more about nutrition? Like I know you're working with Brooke now. Mm -hmm. What is the bulk of those conversations look like or going to look like? Um, a lot of it I think is getting better at the technical part of lifting Mm. and all that kind of stuff. So this week was test week for me with all my lifts and aerobic capacity stuff. So I want to hit some big goals there and just see how strong I can get. Yep. And then on the nutrition side, I'm using precision. Oh yeah. Tracker. Yep. Yep. So just a, a better way to kind of gauge like hand measurements, hand measurements and stuff like that, which is funny because it's what I started with and it's what I'm coming back to. But at the same time, I'm in a place in my life now where I know that enjoying my life isn't going to ruin my health and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny how like you're talking about precision nutrition, hand measurements, stuff like that. When we created our initial nutrition curriculum, um, we really used precision as like our, our framework because it's, it's amazing. We have Taylor who's precision nutrition certified, same as Brooke. Um, and, you know, our, our whole thought was, okay, people will spend a few, and this is, this is our program. People can listen to this and be like, oh my God, this is what people pay all this money for. Yes, this is it right here. <laughs> yeah. You literally start and it's like, here's just a list of foods to stick to. And then you stick to that list of foods. And then you move on to the next phase, which is hand measurements. Yeah. And then from hand measurements, you go to macro counting, blah, blah, blah. But the reason we don't even necessarily encourage macro counting for everybody, that's more of like a decision and a conversation that the coach will have with the client to see if it's the right thing. Like if mm-hmm. they have a very specific body fat percentage goal, then yeah, maybe we'll talk about that. But we still lay out like the pros and cons of it. But even in the 12-week curriculum, there is a part now where we, like if people are macro counting, we're like, okay, stop macro counting mm. and go back to hand measurements. Mm. And it's like people, it, people feel tied to it. They're scared, right? Because they don't trust themselves. Yeah. And that's the whole reason that we do it is like, hey, you guys need to be okay that you're not always going to have your scale in your back pocket. Yeah. I remember going to, it was Luke and I, we were at this seminar in Austin and, uh, it was like a like a fitness type seminar right so um there's all this like amazing food at the hotel and stuff and this there was people like legit bringing out these mobile scales to weigh their food and like they weren't like you know bodybuilders that were getting ready to go on stage or anything so they needed to be in a specific macro state it was just that's what they did i'm like i mean if it works yeah that's cool but like do you really want to live your life that way yeah exactly and i remember seeing um something on instagram that was a video where the girl said when you started macro tracking to be healthy and then you're weighing spinach yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i lost the point like you lost the point there and so yeah macro tracking and for anybody who's listening who doesn't know a lot about this um macronutrient tracking you're looking at your carbs your proteins your fats and you're essentially trying to track your input and if you're doing it for a fat loss or a body composition goal it's so that your input of food is lower than the wait 
Yeah, yeah no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it, then so the output in in a nutshell, right? The, yeah, yeah, the idea that people describing. macro count yeah. is so we know that they're going into a caloric deficit. Yeah. If people want to lose weight or hit a body composition goal, um, at the end of the day, it's it's science, and it's just you need to be in a caloric deficit, meaning you're consuming less calories than you're burning in the day, which is why we macro count so we can get a like a picture perfect idea yeah. of how much you're actually eating, um, because there's you know there's a few reasons why most diets don't work. Um, the first one is you're way too restrictive and you kind of touched upon this, right? It's mm -hmm. like this vicious cycle It is where, you know, you restrict your diet from restricting your diet. It eventually leads to you binging. And then when you binge, you feel guilty yep. and then you feel guilty. So you restrict your diet again. Yeah. And you're just going in a circle, right? And that's the thing is at some point during that big cut that I did, I also did intermittent fasting. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Cause it yeah. makes it easier to be in a caloric deficit. To be in a caloric deficit. Yeah. And also in the morning, I wasn't that hungry. So at the time, I thought, okay, this is good. But over a longer period of time, I was so hungry, not able to focus in the mornings. And then I wouldn't feel full throughout the day ever. Yeah. So I have learned in the past three seasons of my life that, you know, some mornings, if I'm not hungry or I don't eat till 11, that's fine. But I'm not going to intentionally push my eating yeah. because that will lead to me at 11 p.m. still feeling hungry and like I need to snack at night and um we can bring we can bring attention to it <laughs> we can do it so they can hear it because we're in, they might be into, because we're in the basement sorry to cut you off no, you're good. uh there's probably someone directly over <laughs> jess's head doing slam balls <laughs> the ball just comes okay. right through <laughs> yeah surprise that's yeah, okay like, we're gonna go to a commercial break now. <laughs> exactly so anyway with um with intermittent fasting and everything it definitely because and I don't want to put too much blame on it, but because it was also the pandemic, I was at home all the time. And so there wasn't really, you know, a, a set routine for eating schedules for me yeah. when that happened. And so that period of, let's call it what it is, that period of starvation that I had to do to get, to go through that cut, which anybody who does a cut, I'm going to call it what it is. You're starving yourself mm -hmm. temporarily. Absolutely. That's what it is. And because my body had been in that scarcity mindset for so long, it always wanted more. Mm -hmm. And it took me so long of nurturing my body and giving it what it wanted and listening to those cues to finally figure out intuitive eating. But I kind of had to go to both sides of the extreme, yeah. which is unfortunate. And that's why I say, no matter what, it's going to take you a couple years in this space. You're either going to do it in the extremes and then find the gray zone, or you're going to cruise in the gray zone all the way to a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. That's the reality. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so we might as well tell people kind of what our plan is and yeah. what, what that is. I love is, uh, well, not that plan yet. Oh, we'll, okay. we'll talk about that one in a second. Okay, okay. That's gonna, I don't know <laughs> if we should even do a separate, a quick separate show for that. We could. We because could. like if people don't listen to the whole thing. True. Anyways, okay. Um, is, you know, I know Jess is someone that is incredibly hard. See, this is where it's awkward. It's like, do I look at them? Do I look at you? You should look at the camera. No, no, I'm I'm gonna look you at can you. look at me. I'm going to talk to you like in okay. the third person. Um, I know that you are an extremely hardworking individual. And it's like, if you put your mind to a goal, you're going to reach that goal. That's why I think this will be such a fun little series of conversations that we have. But my whole thought is it would be fun if you and I touch base every week or every few weeks to just talk about your progress in season three. So 
season three of Jeff's life being sustainability seems like it's actually going to be more fitness focused, Mm -hmm. which is good. So, you know, next time we talk, we can talk about how movements are feeling. We can talk about how squats are feeling compared to a week ago or whatever updates that you want to bring us through. Um, So if there's things that you've learned that you want to share with everybody, uh, I just think it would be cool for people to actually see you along your journey in real time, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Totally. And I think that my goal with this is just to be really real. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's so many people in this space that just sugarcoat it, show their highlight reel. And that's enough. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to add to that. So that's why I came out swinging with, hey, (laughs) I was binging for a year and it really hurt me. And, you know, I just don't think there's any harm in being authentic. No. (laughs) And I don't care. It's it's the truth. I would tell that in a conversation. So if you've never met me and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you feel more connected. (laughs) 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 Because I will tell you the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because I think it's valuable for people to understand that it's not just the glamour and glitz. And I'm definitely guilty of it. My Instagram is a highlight reel. You would not see anything, any evidence that of the struggles that I've gone through yeah. in these three seasons. And this is my chance to bring them up. Yeah, to, to air your dirty laundry. This is the place. <laughs> this, this is the perfect place to do that, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I, I appreciate you uh, being vulnerable. And being more vulnerable in the future on this, Thanks for this channel me. as well. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, of course, of course. So I think we'll we'll end it here. Okay. To start another one. So if you're listening to this, I'm pretty much going to put the other one right after this, <laughs> uh, because over the next, not only are we going to be talking more often, but I almost think that you're pretty much going to be like my co-host. I'm stoked. At one point, I do want to interview you. So there is. So I haven't <laughs> told you this. Okay. <laughs> there is an interview that I've done on here. So thank you for not even really watching our episodes. It, to be fair, it was like episode like three or four or something. Yeah, I know. But we need, I want to ask the question. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be just so much fun. Yeah, for me. that'll be great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, once again, thank you for taking time. Thank you. For everybody else, smash. Do you want to do it? Because you're going to be the co-host. Do you think you can figure it out? Like, comment, and smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe (laughs) button. So uncomfortable. Amazing. Okay. Thanks, everybody.